This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. Friday, March 25th, 54321. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. NATO was struggling under the loss of U.S. leadership when Biden came in, and he has gotten the band called NATO put back together. Europe understands the stakes involved in what Putin is attempting to do, so have been willing participants in supporting Ukraine, led by their member nations that border Russia. We have not seen the West this animated and cohesive since before the fall of the Iron Curtain. Germany was deluded by Putin into thinking that he was not the thug that he is. Germany appears to be waking up to reality, and that will change the dynamics between Europe and Russia the most. Of all the decisions made by Biden, the one that gets the most complaint in the coffee shops here is not sending Polish MiGs to Ukraine. They should have been sent, either flown over a couple each night, flying low so they're hard for Russia to track, or disassembled and sent as parts, which Ukraine sorely needs, to keep the planes that it has in the air. The mistake was allowing this to be so widely publicized. It should have just happened. Poland should have done it and asked forgiveness instead of permission. And if Putin made an issue of it, he should have just been told, you are a war criminal. This was a chance to take the initiative and force him to respond. This was Biden deferring to Putin. Russia sent MiGs to both North Korea and North Vietnam that we engaged in combat. Turnarounds fair play. One could argue that there are better weapon systems that we are sending them to fight their air war, such as drones and high-altitude missiles, but there is something about sending them aircraft that would have boosted morale. Zelensky asked for them, and we said no. The momentum of Putin's invasion of Ukraine has stalled after suffering significant losses. The point of their sword has been broken off. The Ukraine army has commandeered a lot of new equipment taken from the Russians. The Russian army is not what it was made out to be. They estimate that the Russian army has taken 20% casualties, rendering a significant portion of it combat ineffective. They destroyed Mariupol, but they cannot take it without a bloodbath. The Russian army is now very vulnerable. Their command and control structures nearly collapsed. Actually, it never really existed. They will have presented the Ukraine military some opportunities to strike them back, taking them apart piece by piece. NATO needs to work with the Ukraine military, filling their many needs, which they are capable of doing. Biden has shared intelligence and what the Russians planned from the very beginning. Our intelligence is one heck of a lot better than the intelligence that Putin was given. Our previous president should take note of that. The intelligence being shared now is that Putin will use chemical weapons. If he does, then we hand over M1A1 tanks, advanced generation aircraft, cruise anti-ship missiles, whatever it takes to punish him. The primary reason he would not use tactical nukes is because the wind is blowing east to west and all the fallout would hit Russia. Killing civilians and children on purpose is a war crime. The U.S. State Department finally labeled Putin a war criminal, a designation to which he was visibly stung. He liked that not at all, as consequences come with it. Kim Jong-un used a train to visit Beijing, as there's nowhere else that he can go. Kim is confined to his country and able to even keep lights on at night. He has committed crimes against humanity. Any country, India should take notice, that allows Putin to visit is then harboring a war criminal. International law enforcement agencies are obligated to take him into custody should they ever get access to him. Putin's kleptocracy dons should share the charge of being war criminals with him. 
No one's going to a G20 meeting that Putin would attend, and if he did, the host country would be obligated by international law to apprehend him. There is also the economic war. A bullet through the brain ends things quickly. However, economic sanctions work slower, but will cause the Russian economy to bleed out. While no direct sanctions were put on Russian oil and gas, they become de facto sanctions as Western energy companies pull out of Russia, which was dependent on them to operate their petrol infrastructure. The Russian economy needs to be driven to its knees. Nothing else is as powerful a motivation for regime change. The West has the power to do this. Geopoliticist Peter Zian explained Putin's financial predicament. The evening of February 27th, Russian President Vladimir Putin went to bed with literally $640 billion in the bank, enough to cover Russia's bills for months, possibly even years. On February 28th, he woke up to discover two-thirds of it fenced off permanently, of what remains, $135 billion is within Russia in gold, which is beyond useless for stabilizing the domestic market. Putin says that he now wants paid in rubles for his oil, and India agreed that is actually amusing, as his problem is that he is drowning in worthless rubles and is demanding more. He's gotten as good a financial advice as he's gotten from his generals. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-287-0811. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.